0: Welcome back to the Portage Health Foundation's Addiction Series. I'm your host, Sarah Blakely. In my current role, I'm the Morning News Co-anchor at TV6 in Marquette. But prior to that, I spent two years right here in the Copper Country as TV6's Houghton Hancock Bureau Reporter. During that time, I got to know many of the people behind the scenes at the Portage Health Foundation, and I also got to work closely with the City of Houghton Chief of Police, John Donnelly. In this episode, we'll hear from Chief Donnelly about the vital role law enforcement plays in addiction. It's eye-opening and will help you better understand what's being done to help those in need, even if they don't realize they're in need of that help.
1: Law enforcement is just that; it is enforcement. You know, I think most family members that are dealing with people that are struggling with addiction are hoping uh, that law enforcement, inter, you know, has their interdiction. Uh, you know, it's it's hard to call a your family member out, but it, usually that's it. You know, if you keep up this behavior, you're, you're going to be arrested. You you know, you're going to be held accountable. That's what we really do. We come in and we hold people accountable, uh, and, and you know, that's how addicts get identified. We have some good services going on to try to help people, uh, such as drug court. If we lock somebody up in jail, if they're an alcoholic, well, they're going to be sober while they're in jail. If they're addicted to opiates, they can't get opiates in jail. They'll break their cycle while they're in jail. What happens when they get out of jail and they go back in their own environment and they sit at home and have to stay sober there? And that's one thing drug court does is it tries to force people to be sober in their own setting. First of all, people don't go in and volunteer and say, hey, I wanna go into drug court. They get arrested for something, whether it's operating under the influence or stealing. A lot of times we've linked that had a link between the retail frauds and the theft problems. A lot of times it's stealing from family members, um, whatever it is to support their habit. We've identified those problems and we've linked that up where people go to drug court. And once they get put in drug court, we have uh, law enforcement officers that go out and test people to see what, to make sure they're staying sober in their own home setting. And once people can identify and be able to find ways to be sober, in their own households, there's a lot better chance for recovery. You know, it's hard for people to ask for help. And in a way, law enforcement comes and holds them accountable and forces them to seek the help that they really need. There's a lot of judgment when it comes to addiction and people think that it's it's a choice. Um, I think a lot of studies are saying that it's more of a disease than it is a choice. Um, I often say, everybody struggles with addiction. You know, the one one thing that you think you can control the most is what you put in your body. But whether it's alcohol, whether it's tobacco, whether it's food, or, you know, when you get into these opiates, uh, you know, this opiate addiction, they say one in five people started when they get their wisdom teeth pulled and they get the first bottle of pills. What's happened lately is the, uh, the medical profession has backed off on the opiates. It's increased the amount of illegal drugs such as heroin, And that's what people found it's cheaper to start taking heroin. I'm sure if any one of us shot up heroin every day for 30 days straight, you know, we might think we'd be able to quit on that 31st day, but I I don't know, you you know, unless you're in that position. I mean, it's proven. It's very, very hard to stop that. Many people have bad habits that they know aren't good for them, and it's hard to overcome those. And that's one of the things I think it's important for law enforcement to do is try to get out there and find the people that are having addiction problems and hold them accountable and get them into some kind of rehab. And then we have the next level that are people that are, have addiction problems, but they're, they're dealing drugs to support those problems. And we want to take those people, get them held accountable, put them, in, you know, put them under arrest, get them into drug court and get them where they can straighten out where they can find that they don't need to subsidize their own habit by selling drugs where they can find a different way. But then we also have the supplier that is bringing the the narcotics up here they're not always uh, oftentimes they, they don't have addiction problems they're just they're looking at dollars and cents and we, we with the forming of upset West we've been able to curve back a, a lot of that. Pipeline that was coming up here for a while. It was it was it was low risk and and high profit to bring heroin up into this area. Um, People weren't being arrested for it, and it was you know you could for what you could buy it for in the the metropolitan areas, and then bring it up here. They were making huge profits off that. We've tightened things up, um, and with the level. With a higher level of professionalism like Upset West has brought, we've not only been able to identify some of those suppliers, whereas before we might arrest them and maybe we get a possession charge, now we're actually building cases on them. We're doing cell phone dumps and we're tying them into the as far away as a uh, Mexican cartel, and we're able to uh, indict these people federally and get the suppliers um, out of the equation. Some of them, actually, we've heard has said, you know, we're not bringing narcotics back up over the Mackinac Bridge because every time we do, we're, we're getting caught, and that's what we want to do. The, the key would be to stop, have less people get addicted to, especially the street drugs like heroin and such like that, um, and try to push it back to where we can identify them when they're struggling with Vicodin and some of the prescription problems. It, I think our chances are a lot better at um, having, you know, recovery in, in the addiction world. That's where we come into play. And, and you know, most people will say, well, you know, they're doing this and this and that, but who are they bothering? Well, when they start getting arrested, and then they have to explain things. And I think that's, you know, that is our job. That's what we're, we're supposed to do. We're supposed to identify those kind of problems in the community um, and bring them to light. And people have a real hard time saying, you know, coming out and saying that they're an addict, but when you find them stealing in Walmart and you find, they have, uh, you know, they have a crusher to crush up their pills and a straw to snort them, um, you know, and then they try to maintain that they don't have a problem. You know, we're we're the people that come out and call their bluff. Oftentimes, the family members, the close family members know, but oftentimes other people don't know. And um, the addiction science of the opiates a lot of times aren't as prevalent as. It would be with, you know, you can't smell the alcohol on them or anything else like that. You get into some of the meth and stuff like that, well, then you can actually you can see the physical signs. You have the teeth that are decaying and the sores on their face. Um, but a lot of these prescription problems and heroin problems are kind of harder to identify until we have some kind of uh, encounter with them and, you know, we know what we're looking for. Since we've introduced Upset West, they've not only brought a different level of professionalism, they actually come out and they educate the road officers that are out there looking. And, you, you know, it used to be you are looking for a bag of marijuana which smelled and it's leafy and it's, it's pretty easy to find. Well, when you're just looking for a couple of pills, you know, you have to start looking for um, other signs like spoons or needles. You might not actually find the drugs, but you find um, all the things that surround the drugs, um, all the paraphernalia uh, that goes along with it, and then you can look further into the problem there.
0: Thanks to Chief Donnelly for sharing his experience of helping those with addiction. We'll hear more from him later on in this series, including an entire episode diving into what the Western Division of the Upper Peninsula Substance Enforcement Team, or UPSET West, has accomplished since its inception. In episode five, we'll hear from Kevin Storr, the Executive Director of the Portage Health Foundation. He'll talk more about the economic impacts that addiction has on our community. If you or someone you know is struggling with addiction, know that there are resources available in our community. Dial Help is a great place to start. They have a crisis line 24 hours a day, seven days a week based right here in the Copper Country. Just dial 906-482-HELP, text 906-35 needs or chat live with someone at dialhelp.org. If you're in any kind of medical emergency, dial 911 immediately. To learn more about the resources available in our community or to subscribe for email alerts for future episodes, just visit phfgive.org slash addiction.